We are back with the Just Absolutely Boxing Podcast. This is episode six. I'm with my man P. What's up, everybody? And my name is Anthony. And we got some good stuff to talk about today, like always. Uh, got some good things to speak on. First off, we're going to talk about Crawford and Dongo. Just a little bit of post-fight talk. Then we're going to talk about Deontay Wilder. Not anything about him knocking anybody out, but just uh, his little part he played in the uh, Peace Walk in Chicago. And then we're going to talk about the Mayweather-McGregor undercard. Not the main event, but the undercard. What's going on, P? Not too much, Ant. Not too much. Just um, still trying to get over last Saturday's main event on ESPN. We had Terrence Crawford um, and, uh, and versus Ndongo. Oh, yeah. And um, it did not disappoint. Oh, know? no. I mean, like I said earlier... Well, last episode that these guys were both, you know, it was a good matchup. You know, they were both undefeated. All the belts were on the line. Mm-hmm. And um, it turned out to be a really exciting fight for three rounds. Um, to me, it just solidified that Terrence Crawford is on another level. And I mean, like, I've been saying for a while now, this kid is special. Mm-hmm. You know, he was in there. He made it look easy. I mean... He ended up fighting three rounds with, I mean, one of the prettiest body shots I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. I didn't even well, see it. Well, you didn't even see it. That's the thing about it. You didn't see even it. see it. But, like um, the shank, the way he just swung it and came around. I was like, what happened? It was you know? it was something to see. It was something to witness. Um, but um, I just want to say congratulations to him and um, for unifying all the belts and doing something that a lot of guys are not doing now. You know, yeah, A lot of guys yeah. are not undisputed. Yeah, he's the only guy right now that has four belts, which um, we did a little blog on the, on the website where it's been about, I want to say 15 years? No, 12 years since uh, Jermaine Taylor held all four belts. Mm-hmm. And before that, it was 16 years since we had an undisputed champion at 140. Yeah. But if you want to look back at a champion that had all four belts, that was Jermaine Taylor after yeah. he took him from uh, Bernard Hopkins. But uh, Terrence Crawford, he just made history by, you know, collecting all of them, cleaning out the whole division. Right. And like I said, it's it, it, it's something that the guys nowadays don't even seem interested in Yeah, they in don't doing. even want to do it. No. You know, you no. want to say you're the best, but mm-hmm. you're not unifying the belts and becoming undisputed at a weight class. Right, right. You know, um, so um, that was a good look for Terrence Crawford. Okay, so on our pick, you pick uh, – Crawford by decision, and I picked Crawford by a tough decision. Did you did you have this in mind that this would happen, man? Did you see it coming out like nah. this, man? I mean, when when a guy like Crawford is in the ring, anything can happen. But I thought that Ndongo would be more durable and last mm-hmm. longer than three rounds. I did, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I didn't know a whole lot about him, but just the, the research that I did do on him. I mean, he went to people's backyards and took their titles. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not an easy thing to do. He's done it twice, so, I mean, I figured he had to have some type of metal, you know mm-hmm. I mean, to go do something like that. But, I mean, yeah. he did. We're not taking nothing from him. We're just yeah. saying that's another testament to, you know, Crawford's skill level. Yeah, because... Kid is special. Yeah, I don't take anything away that I said about Julius Sandango as an opponent. It mm-hmm. just shows you that Crawford is levels above him yeah. you know all yeah. in all it just shows yeah. you that he's levels above anybody in the division but uh 
yeah, looking back at Ndongo and his previous fights, the things he was doing to those guys, I thought maybe he would have been able to do a little bit against Crawford, but he wasn't able to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you think it was just because uh, physically he looked good. You think it was already? You think he was already mentally beaten, man? I mean, it. You asked me that earlier. That's possible. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't. To me, when people say somebody is mentally beaten, it's like that's when the opponent is menacing, like Mike Tyson or something like mm-hmm. that. I mean, Terrence Crawford is a nice guy. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's not to say you can't be mentally beat, but you mm-hmm. know, I didn't. He's not like a bully or that type of character. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. what Ndongo was thinking, man. I, I mean, like you said earlier, more he so did pressure, see, I guess. Like just thinking it, it of all be, the yeah, belts. all the belts. Yeah, yeah that was a big night. Belts, yeah, yeah, you know, it was a lot of pressure because, mm-hmm. like you know, you said in the commentators were saying he looked a little nervous. He looked a little tight, and maybe it was. I don't know if he's been on the stage this big before. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? So the Russian crowd that he fought against was pretty big. That's why I was just kind of like, hmm, you know, because when that before that round one mm-hmm. before the it started he just had like this look on his face he just kind of like looked right. not to the corner but just just his eyes you know so but has he ever fought in the states no see that's the difference no no every no. every that's fighter wants every point. fighter wants to fight in good states point, yeah. this is yeah russia's big the uk is big yeah but america is america different is, so i yeah. mean Maybe that that was just something that was like I said, maybe a little overwhelming for him. But um, you know, with Terrence Crawford, I mean, he's cleaned out one thirty five. He's cleaned out one forty. Mm-hmm. He wants to go to one forty seven. Um, my personal feelings on that is he has the skill, but I'm a I'm a little concerned about the size. So um, when you have guys at 140, a lot of guys are losing 10, 15, maybe 20 pounds to fight at 147. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you mm-hmm. put no seven pounds to fight at 147, I mean, yeah, it, it, it can be different because think about the guy. You got a Sean Porter, big guy, Earl Spence, big guy, yeah. Kel Brook, huge guy, 147. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got some big guy. When I look at those bodies, he don't even match up with those guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, I don't know how you know maybe he needs to try to put some weight on what do you think i really think like you're saying too i think it 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 has to be something where he takes minor steps you know just because he doesn't have that blinding speed like pacquiao Mm -hmm. where that can kind of carry him through a fight he he, his skill is great his skills on the way to being great but there's just all those like physical disadvantages he have against he has against a guy like errol spence uh, yeah, Sean Porter. Like Sean yeah. Porter's not the hardest puncher, and you know, like some people say, there's he, a lot of holes in his game. But um, he could be a handful. He's for a big it. guy. He yeah, fought at 160 before, yeah. so he's a big guy. You he used know, play football, right? Yeah, he's played football. So, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, you fighting at 160. I think I think he was was as high as one what 75 at one time. He, he did. Yeah, like I think like amateurs. So he, I mean, he's, come on, on he's coming down to 147, yeah. dude. That's not a 147 body. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm not, saying? No. That's not a 147 body, yeah. so um, that's what I'm saying. I mean, these guys laying on you, grabbing you. Mm-hmm. To imagine Porter style, that Marlon style for 12. Mm-hmm. That's a lot on a guy who's yeah. small. Yeah. You know. So I think that I think I really think that it would probably be best for him to just take a soft touch. Well, not really a soft touch, but somebody with a little bit of challenge, but just somewhere where he can kind of kind of grow into his body, like against a. Jesse Vargas, you know. Jesse yeah, because I was trying to like think of some guys because like think Floyd Mayweather never was a big one forty seven. I mean, no, no. I mean him and 
Terrence Crawford don't look, you know, too much. They're too far apart. So I tried to think of guys at 147 like that. I couldn't think of no guys at 147 really like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, Most of those guys are are bigger guys. Yeah, because. I mean, um, even Keith Thurman. I mean, he's not Mm -hmm. huge, but he's a bigger guy than 147. Yeah, he is. He is because sometimes he looks like during his off day, he could walk around and like. Or he could fight at 154, you yeah. know, as high as 154. Yeah. And um, we still don't, we still don't really know if he can, like Terrence Crawford can take that punch, you know, that welterweight punch. Yeah, we, you know? we know he has a chin, but yeah. I mean, you're talking about taking a punch from a guy who walks around at yeah. 170, 180. You know, mm-hmm. that's a difference. It's yeah. a difference. You know what I mean? We we have to see that. But the name of the game is not to get hit. Um. It's possible, eh? We, 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 anything is possible. We're not doubting mm-hmm. the man, but we were just, we're just saying that we, we think it should be a great, like an Andre Ward type of thing. Like, you yeah, know Virgil Hunter, that's what I was about to mention, uh, Virgil <clears throat> Hunter, you know, he said that at the time he wanted Ward to kind of grow into his body at 175. Right. When he was moving up from 168, you know, he wanted him to just kind of, kind of take his time and move into the weight. And with, yeah, somebody like Terrence Crawford, when you look at him, you know, he does kind of look smaller than those guys. So mm-hmm. for him, yeah, it would be kind of a stepping stone. Like even in his training, like even if it's off season, he'd get the right conditioning coach to help him move up with that weight, yeah. you yeah. know. But yeah, like I said, like the only guys I could think of for him to take are probably like Jesse Vargas, yeah. uh, Danny Garcia. And even Danny, Danny's not the smallest guy. I mean, that yeah, would, yeah that, he's that, not. That, yeah. And the thing is, man, like the guys are bigger and they're skilled for one forty seven. It's a lot of it's a lot of solid fighters at one forty seven. Yeah, so yeah. you add the the skill or the size, mm-hmm. it just makes you want to think about that, you know. But it's guys for sure he could be the one forty seven. Mm-hmm. Even big guys he could be the one forty seven. But is that something he wants to entertain? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, because uh, I could see him. Filling into 147, when, well, when he does fill into 147, I could see him maybe. I could see him beat Sean Porter, but it ain't gonna be pretty, you know. Yeah. I could see it being a really tough fight. For I him. mean, that, well, and granted, if he grows into it the right way, yeah, like Floyd. If he grows into 147 the right way, and he is very capable of being at the top of that division. It's a few guys, Earl Spence. That's a that's a test he would have to get through. Um, I mean, Keith Thurman, some people might think that's a test he has to get through, but I, I think he possesses the skills to do that. It's just being able to do that on an even playing field. He doesn't. He shouldn't be fighting always being a smaller guy at 147 because these guys are good fighters. They're not bums, you know. No, it's yeah. no easy fight at yeah, 147. Wherever you turn, wherever you yeah, try to get a belt. You know, it's, you know. a, it's a style. Yeah. It's a different style, you know. Danny Garcia, this style. You know, Sean Porter, this style. You know, Thurman, this style. Earl Spence this style you yeah, know it's, yeah. it's, it's it's different looks everywhere you look everywhere so you, <laughs> you know um, but it's very interesting and I mean it's really the only thing the next thing to do we just saying I mean we hope he does goes about it you know the, the right way you mm-hmm. know what I mean don't just jump out there cause mm-hmm. um well he kind of still has time as far as like if it was to be like a Spence or a Thurman cause you know Spence he expressed interested in fighting Keith Thurman as soon as Keith Thurman heals up mm-hmm. his arm he's, his arm heals up he Thurman wants to take a tune up and then take that fight with Spence so who do you think 
Crawford would fare better against Thurman and Smith. And that's way down the road. And those, <laughs> those, it, it, for, for his for jumping into 147, he, yeah. he, the, the, those are like, I mean, him and Earl Spencer's like a pay-per-view. That's like a dream fight. You know what yeah. I'm saying? People already, yeah. that's a fantasy fight for some people. So yeah. that's like, that's down the road for me for a lot of different reasons, I think. But um, um, I'm really just glad that Terrence Crawford took over the 140 pound division. You know, right now, as of now, like like you're thinking, because right now I kind of want to see Thurman and Spence battle it out since uh, they have been in 147 yeah, for so exactly, long. I want to exactly. see them unify first. Exactly. You know? Exactly. That's a, it's stuff. To, it's scores to settle before. Crawford gets in the mix. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Okay, um, before before we jump off uh, onto the next topic, what about uh, Julius and Dongo? What do you think? What's next uh, for him? Yeah, what do you think next for him? I mean, another solid opponent. I mean, yeah. It's, 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 when you lose to Floyd Mayweather, you don't go back to fighting bums or, you yeah. know, go too far down the ladder not that he's mm-hmm. fully Mayweather but I'm just saying the skill level when you f- fight a guy with a you know that has a high level of boxing um, he can make you look like that you know yeah. what I mean yeah. that doesn't mean yeah. that you're a bum or tomato can you know yeah, that don't I mean, mean you, can, you can't beat the next exactly. tier of opponents I, mean, yeah. I still think it, it's not like he got destroyed for 12 rounds he got out of there he got out of there early he should yeah. still be fresh and bounce back and get another you know yeah yeah because he has nothing to be ashamed of yeah, like he was a saying. champion yeah, he, was a he champion. had two belts yeah, i still don't you take know. anything away from him because like i said his career he spent so much time in africa fighting for that that one title and then he was able to cross the country cross the seas and you know beat champions in a row and yeah. fight here in earn it america the hard way. and the earn hard it the hard way, way. earn the it the hard way, way. You gotta so respect that so I still got respect for him. Shoot, maybe he should dig out Victor Postal somewhere and they should battle it out, man. Shoot, find him. Good luck on finding him, man. I don't know where that he's guy at. Is a ghost. But yeah, man, that was uh that was a really good fight and it was something that was needed after about sixteen years, man. Cause mm-hmm. like I said, last undisputed I said last time on I made a mistake. I said two thousand five, but it was actually two thousand one. Mm-hmm. I was just graduating high school at yeah. times. Zab Judah Park, Zab Costa from Zoo. Costa yeah, Zoo. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's how long ago it was. Two thousand one. Two thousand one, man. But we got a new one, so congratulations to Bud, man. So moving on, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Deontay Wilder. Now, this isn't anything about his next fight, but uh, we just want to talk about a picture you posted up p um mm-hmm. you know wilder he took he took part in the little peace walk what was it called peace in the city in chicago mm-hmm. part of that walk and i want to say august 13th that saturday and the whole purpose of that was to kind of join with the rest of the residents to try to stop gun violence because mm-hmm. every time you hear about it they say it just seems to kind of get worse All right and it ain't just really media talking about it. It's actually the, the people. Residents. Yeah, the yeah. residents. The people there in the town, they're getting fed up with it. So mm-hmm. they, you know, they hold these peace walks to try to, you know, get people to just, just you know, march and make an example to say, you know, to stop shooting each other. So Deontay Wilder, he actually took a part in this walk. And when you posted that picture, P, how did that make you feel when you first saw it, man? Um, well, honestly, man, you know, you know, all this in the news right now was all this Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor stuff. And um, 
it's like it's overshadowing so much other good stuff that's out there. I mean, mm-hmm. this story didn't get any coverage. Here you have the WBC heavyweight champion of the world out in Chicago walking with the residents, you know, bringing awareness to the violence that's going mm-hmm. on. And not just in Chicago, everywhere. Baltimore, where I'm from, my hometown. Yeah, that's why I you. Know, you I know New you York. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's like, first of all, you don't... You, you, Okay, he's not from Chicago. He's from Alabama. Alabama. He's going to another city. Right. I'm sure it's going on in his city too. But he's saying, "All right, I, I'm still, I'm still going to go over here and represent these people because they're doing it. It's set up already or whatever." But I just thought it was commendable to see the heavyweight champ out there in the midst of all this stuff that's going on. He's not fighting right now, so he's out staying active, doing positive things. This didn't get any coverage on the blogs. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's what um, the next thing I was going to say because once you posted that picture and last night I went to just kind of go back and see all of his involvement in that. As soon as I Googled it, Deontay Wilder, Peace Walk, first th- one of the first things that came up was him being busted for marijuana mm-hmm. or him having a brawl in a, in a hotel. Right. Nobody was covering Nobody it. talking Only about three that. posts came up from YouTube just showing like one minute clip of him walking. You know, nobody wanted to talk about Nobody wanted to talk about that stuff. You know, man. and that just kind of shows you where people's mind frame is with with some of the, with, with a lot of sports figures. You know, Absolutely. like, they can try to do good, but you ain't going to really promote that. Then when they do something bad, then you're making them look like the bad guy. Yeah, the, the, the smallest thing, you yeah. know, they're blowing it up. But if a guy does something, I say, I mean, he didn't do it for no publicity. I mean, I gave him publicity. I wanted to shine light on that. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. We, we wanted to shine light on yeah. that because those are the things that we that we think that's important. Yeah. I mean, Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor, that fight is not important. That mm-hmm. fight is not important at all. Right. You know what I mean? But you got people out here, the heavyweight champion of the world. You no, know, that's the crown jewel. Yeah. And he's out here walking around. Yeah. You know, with common folk. With common folk. You Come know, he on, just man. came out there yeah. and showed that, hey, he's fed up with the violence, too. And, he, and he's not out there as a superstar. He's out there showing guys how to spot. I mean, just just being a regular dude, man. Yeah, you know, you didn't see all the hype, the cameras, the security, yeah. all the things. He's out yeah. there as a regular dude and, and real recognized real. And, I mean, exactly. if you're a real dude, you can go to any city, anywhere. Exactly. And people feel that energy. Yeah, you that was one saying? of the things that I commend. I was like, he from Alabama. You know, like I said, I'm being from here, from Raleigh, North Carolina. You being from Beemore, you can you, you can definitely relate to what he's doing more than I can, just because you know I didn't grow up in that that part of the city, so you right. can kind of relate to what yeah. you know that that yeah. whole that whole issue that's going on there. But um, Deontay Wilder, you know, we haven't really had like a solid heavyweight champion in years in America, mm. and now you got one with skill, power. And he got charisma. A lot of charisma. A he's, lot yeah, of charisma. he's got charisma. He's a showman. Yeah, no. And he, he puts on a good show in the ring. You know, nobody can knock that. But now And, and another thing too, Ant, it's like he I mean, he walks the walk and he talks the talk. You know, what yeah. I mean he's not a guy that's in the media really portraying uh a woman, not I'm all the women and this and I mean, he he, he he's always trying to you know, put out that positive image of mm-hmm. himself. You know, so when I see him out doing positive things, that mm-hmm. reinforces the image that he has in the ring too. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. he's not being a jerk in the ring. I yeah, mean, he's not being a jerk in the ring at all. I mean, when you look at him, people might say, "Oh, you, 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 you're trying to build him up. You be a too biased." But when I see him, it's like when he's in the ring, he turns it on because mm-hmm. it's just like life. Like I said before, boxing is like life. When it gets tough, you gotta become. You gotta 
put on that character and be tough and knock it out, you know, just like he does, you know. But when he's out of the ring, nothing's going on. He's just a chill guy. A lot of people said that, you know, fans that approach him, he just seems like a nice guy. And that's why he was doing what he did when he was in Chicago. Right. And the thing about it, we're not saying he's the best heavyweight in the world yeah, right he's now. We're not saying that right. he's the WBC yeah. heavyweight champion in the world. Yeah. But we're not saying he's. A, it's, it's not about him being the best. Mm-hmm. It's about him being the heavyweight champ and going out and doing something positive that he's not just doing it because all the news cameras and stuff is around because it didn't get any coverage. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, that's the, those are the things that we're talking about. You know, we're not saying he's the best champ best fighter in the world you know what I mean I like Dante I am a fan of Deontay Wilder yeah, so he, he, he's yeah. a heck of a fighter but I mean it's the heavyweight division man that landscape it, it, anything can happen yeah. you know, he's definitely one of the top three yeah so for him to have a belt he's and undefeated just, yeah, and just being you know? there undefeated yeah well, he's 38 no 37 knockouts I mean yeah I mean come on what more can you ask for I mean he actually what broke the Browns bombers record for knock at the knockout streak, I forget exactly what it was, but he's in the Guinness Book for like something for crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, come on. I mean, some of the guys were good, some of them weren't that good, but I mean, he, he's in the books. And he's putting on a show for people. You know, yeah. that's what they always yeah. want to see. He's exactly. putting on a knockout knockout show. So exactly. Because like yeah. I said, I didn't say he was the best. I said he had skill, power, and charisma, exactly. and that's that's what I, makes him the champion. You know, because people say oh, yeah. we being biased. No, yeah, we're not I saying he's the best. We're yeah. just talking about something that he did. Oh yeah, if I another got you. fighter does yeah. something positive and we see it, mm-hmm. we will talk about it. You know, exactly. it's not it's not that. I'm just saying, the whole world is captivated with a fight that don't mean nothing right now. You know, it's yeah. overshadowing other stuff that's going on, mm-hmm. or even like I was saying, like some of the. The negative things in Wilder's life seem to overshadow just the little things course, overshadow yeah, something bigger. Something bigger. Like, like you said, those two stories are the first to pop up. Wow, that that's old stuff. Yeah. This just happened. Why isn't this the first one? Yeah. And then, you know. Yeah. It's just it's just the way it is though, man. Yeah, but uh hopefully with what Deontay Wilder did, hopefully a lot of other fighters can, you know, follow that. You know, and hopefully it makes a big difference for the people in Chicago also, yeah. man. Yeah, hopefully it makes a difference for the people in Chicago. As far as the other fighters, for I doubt it, and I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's, you got, you have those type of people, and you have not those type of people. You know what I'm saying, yeah. pretty much, and that's mm-hmm. just the person he is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, just looking forward to him getting back in the ring, you know, and um, putting on some good, some more good performances. Oh, yeah, man, for real. So, moving on. To the last topic, you know, Pete bought us tickets to this fight. May- <laughs> Mayweather McGregor undercarver. We we're not even going to try to predict the winner of the main event, man. We we want to talk about the undercar because undercar got some real fights on there, some real fights. You ready for uh, you ready for me to name them, Pete? All right. First off, you got Tank Davis. He's defending his belt against another undefeated fighter, Francisco. Fonseca and then you got Badu Jack he's making his debut at light heavyweight he's fighting for a WBA light heavyweight belt against Nathan Cleverly and then you got Andrew Tabidi he's taking on Steve USS Cunningham what do you think of that lineup he um It's, it's a pretty solid lineup, man. I mean, all besides the guy 
the tanks fighting. I know I don't know too much about him, mm-hmm. but the other guys, it sounds sounds pretty good. Definitely the uh, Bobby Jack and uh, Cleverly fight. Yeah, I I can watch these three fights and turn it off, man. Yeah. Well, that's what I, yeah, I mean. I that's see pretty much event. what I. That's these are the fights that I'll be watching. I don't after you know. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because Tank, he's making his second defense against another undefeated fighter. I haven't heard much about him, but it's good exposure for Tank. It's good exposure for him, man. This I is mean, something he needs. I yeah, mean, yeah, I mean, he's a good, entertaining fighter. No, growing fighter. Yeah, I mean, he's mm-hmm. I mean, he's in a spaceship right now, man. He's going light years. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So it's another good, you know, step for him, keeping him busy. You know what I mean? Defending his belt, so. Not knowing much about this other guy, but he might be pulling out a knockout. Might be a good opponent to get a knockout against. You yeah. know, on the card and help build his stock up. But yeah. uh, the next fight, Badu Jack versus Nathan Cleverly, that's a fight that I really want to see. Yeah, that's gonna be because you know Badu Jack, he's been, can't he's been you know telling everybody he's campaigning at light heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Right after that that draw to James DeGale, you know Floyd was like, "I'm sorry, DeGale. I'm sorry, DeGale." Mm-hmm. He's like. Badu Jack is going up light heavyweight now, like so. What better way to go up and fight for a title against Nathan Cleverly? You know, Nathan Cleverly, he's a solid opponent. Mm-hmm. You know, he's had a lot of wars. I mean, he's he's lost to Kovalev. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lost a close fight to Farm Farah. Uh, Ward started to take him as a tune-up fight. You know, before fighting Sullivan, I think before Sullivan, maybe after Sullivan Barrera. Mm-hmm. But um. I think this is a good opponent for Badu Jack to break into 175. What do you think? Yeah, I think um, I think it'll, it'll let him know whether or not it's a good look for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nathan Cleverly, like you say, he's not the most dangerous guy, but he is a solid opponent, and that will give him a good gauge of what to expect at 175. Mm-hmm. So, if he is to beat Nathan Cleverly, I think... Which I think he might pull out a decision. Do mm-hmm. you think he'll be ready for somebody like Adonis Stevenson or Ward? Hmm. I mean, Ward, come on, that's not even on the table yet. Adonis <laughs> Stevenson, it could be dangerous. I mean, it's hard for me to forget, you know, that first round knockout, you know, by Jack suffered maybe two years ago. So, I mean, uh, the Adonis Stevenson, the power is at 175, the power is there. Mm-hmm. You know, with most of the guys up there, the power is there. Yeah. So I, I don't, I have to see, man. Right, and this, this is kind of a good fight for him to kind of, you know, test how he can take power because Nathan Cleverly, he's kind of a come forward guy. Yeah, he likes to swarm, so it might take Badu Jack kind of have his comfort zone because you know Badu Jack, he kind of reacts off another fighter. Okay. Kind of takes his time. He's kind of methodical. Yeah, slow, 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 slow starter. Yeah. He's, he's not the starter. most exciting fighter, but yeah, he he's winning. Yeah, but he's winning. Yeah. And yeah. I like him. I mean, he's a super humble dude. Yeah. Cool Badu Jack. Listen to yeah, him. That's cool. a cool yeah. name. I mean, he's yeah. a cool dude. So I like Badu. Shout out to Badu Jack, man. And let's see. Andrew Tabidi versus Steve Cunningham. This is for a USBA cruiserweight title. Uh, what do you think about Steve Cunningham, what he has left in him, man? Um, it's, it's one of them things, Ant. It's, it's, it's. It's the old guy trying to, you know, make a comeback, or is it the old guy uses a stepping stone? 
Um, I'm not sure which side Steve is on, but um, I mean, like I like him. He 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 he's a good guy. He's a solid fighter. But I know he, you know he's he's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. This kid to be the he's a young line, you know, coming out of the Mayweather gym. Um, the blogs have really been buzzing about this kid's power. So um, I don't know, Aunt. I mean, I like Steve, but yeah, I, mean, I, like I think he's seen better days. Yeah, he's uh, shoot, I gotta give him credit, man. I gotta take my hat for him even getting on this undercard, you know. Yeah, especially, I mean, yeah, kudos, yeah, I yeah, mean, especially at this the stage biggest fight, career. yeah, of, of the year, you know, maybe period. I don't know, but yeah, to be on that platform, I mean, any guy would be lucky to be on that platform, man. Yeah. Because I was a fan of him, too, right, when he was fighting the Cruiserweight early in his early career. Because at the time when he was there, Cruiserweight was popping. It was almost mm-hmm. like heavyweights of the 80s because they were about the same size. You he know? Had, who was the guy he had a war with back then? I can't remember. They fought like two or three times. Oh, I got it right here. Uh, he's fought Adamek. You know, no, that's who I'm Adamek. talking about. Oh, you're talking about Adamek. Thomas Adamek, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's had, yeah, he's fought him. Yeah, Thomas Adamek, yeah, that's who I'm talking about, that kid. They okay, Adamek. Yeah, he's fought him twice. Yeah. He's fought him twice, and those were good fights. Those were the those wars were I was fights. talking about, yeah. Because yeah. so, one of them was close, and they gave it Adamek, but yeah. uh, it could have went either way. But he, when he comes to fight, he puts on a show. Sometimes yeah. he comes up short, which is sad, but... Uh, yeah. You know, and the dude Fury. is always shredded. I mean, yeah, he's always he's one guy. You know, he's always ripped up and in shape when he comes and looks like he's ready to play the part. Yeah, I, you know, I know everybody's jumping on that Andrew Tabidi. I gotta say, I'm going, I'm going for Steve Cunningham. You know, just just because of history. You know, I've been following him that yeah. long, and I just because he's losing or you know, just because he's seen as an older fighter, I can't knock him. I gotta go. But with the him. thing is, and. We've seen it time and time again. That don't mean nothing. Mm-hmm. We've seen the old guys pull it out time and mm-hmm. time again. I'm just saying, I mean, it is two sides of the coin. I mean, of course, if Tabidi beats him, it'll be a name on his record. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But if not, we'll be saying, oh, Steve Cunningham made a comeback. So I don't mm-hmm. know. what You know what I mean? After this fight, I'll see what side he's on. But um, by no way am I saying that it's a done deal right you know what I mean this kid to be the I mean experience you can't you can't you can't train for experience you no, can't you buy can't. experience cause he you know? yeah he's 14 and 0 with so, 12 knockouts so yeah you can't yeah. You but can't, he's a young kid yeah. too yeah, you know what I mean too, Steve yeah. Steve's up there now he's Steve's gotta be there. so that's what I'm saying experience from that aspect you can't you know he's for guys that are not around anymore from a different era different cloth than these guys are seeing now yeah, Steve is 41. Exactly. Steve so is 41. That's what I'm saying. Tabidi is 27. Yeah. That's, that's generations right there. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, we don't know if the old guy can't pull it out, you know. Yeah, well, shoot, man. Overall, man, the the undercard is better than the main event. Do you have anything to say about the main event? Um, I'm just looking forward to the 27th, man, and it's over yeah. with. And, yeah. Um, Whatever happens, happens. But you know, no drama yeah. show. Just, I mean, yeah, just fight. I I really don't have no comment, and I really just I don't, you know. Me either. So yeah, I'm picking Tank and Badu Jack and Steve Cunningham. I think oh, Steve man. Cunningham might pull a Lewis Colazzo. I mean, I like he a, might. You know, like I said, Ant, 
seeing with Bernard's shoulders, seeing with Colazzo's shoulders, seeing mm-hmm. with, I mean, even guys like King Kong, you know, I mean, these guys are old and they're still out there. I mean, they're not old, but I mean, Triple G, he's 33, 34, he's out there just so, I mean, age, you know, it's just a number, you know, so um, we'll see. Okay, man, so uh, pretty much all we got to say on that. Yeah, that's pretty much it, man. I think that was solid. All right, guys, well, you've been listening to the Just Absolutely Boxing Podcast or the Jab Podcast. Again, my name is Anthony. This is your boy, P. And we're going to be signing off. But before we do, just want to remind you to uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. It's Just Absolutely Boxing Podcast. We can go on SoundCloud. Just search Jab Podcast, and you can subscribe there. You know, hit like. You know, you can follow us there. Or you can go to the Facebook page and like us there also. Again, my name is Anthony. I'm with my man, P. We're going to be signing off. Peace. Peace.